it is so costly to your partnership if you are exhausted, if you are not taking care of yourself, if you're responsible for too much of the stuff. Like you feeling resentful or angry at your partner often is because you have unmet needs. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. In this episode, we are going to talk about relationships and how we prioritize them. This is a topic that is so close to our hearts. And also, we understand that this is going to look different for everyone. So we're going to bring in some examples of our friends, our own examples, just so hopefully everyone feels spoken to. So what I thought we would start with is the idea that what you and your partner, so we're talking about romantic partners in this episode. So what do you and your partner need in the relationship? Is it different? And are you both getting enough of whatever you need? I think having those conversations very plainly with your partner is something that people aren't doing, but it could actually save you a lot of time and conflict if you would just have very open, honest conversations with your partner. Say, Drew, what do you need right now that you don't feel like you're getting from me? And then hopefully they also ask you back or you speak (laughs) and tell them, here's what I feel like I need more of. Because we want both people in the partnership to feel healthy and happy and supported. And I think that one way to do that is finding clarity. Now, Abby and I realize that this is going to look different for all of us because it looks different for the two of us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it also looks different for us versus our partners. So I know that I have a friend and she truly values her family unit above everything. I don't think they go on very many dates. They've never left their children Mm -hmm. overnight. And, you know, the children are like four and younger. And I respect that. It's very different from what I think. But I don't think that I need to tell her what to do with her marriage or her family unit. For me, I truly value Drew and I being the core foundation to our family. So in a sense, having like a couple-centric family unit because I think that if we are connected in the way that I'm aspiring to be or that we are, that makes such a huge difference for our family because if we both feel good inside of our marriage, first, if we feel good as individuals, then if we feel good inside of our marriage, we're able to be the best parents and give our children the best example that we can give them. That is my take. And so what you guys will see is a lot of our decisions are based on that model for Drew and I. Now, Drew and I feel very connected when we have time away from our house. Mm -hmm. Our house, as you guys know, (laughs) is a very loud, chaotic, crazy experience. So even when we are able to get these three little boys to sleep, 
it's typically a mess and it's just, it's hard to connect and ignore the mess and the chaos when we're inside of our house. So we really like to go on date nights or to go on weekends away. And that's how we feel like we just connect so well. Drew and I are like, it's easy for us to get along if we are out of the house. It's not as easy when we have so many different things pulling at us. Well, and even think about when you're at your house, even if you're trying to have a date night in the basement and there's dishes to be done and toys on the floor, it's just a running to-do list. It's not sexy. It's not romantic. And Colin would say the exact same thing. He's like, I need to be out of the house in order to feel like the best husband, in order to feel like the best individual. But definitely between the two of us, he's the one that needs to get away far more. So I lean into that because I know that's really important to him. It's important to me too, but as long as we're just the two of us, really hands-on, eye-to-eye, no electronics. That's in the sauna. Makes, in the sauna. <laughs> Amy always laughs at me because we have a no cell phone in the sauna rule. And so sometimes I'll just go like blank for hours and hours and hours on end. I'm like, well, that was our sexy date night. Like, <laughs> no electronics. But when I think about this question, just the beginning of the conversation, it, it reminds me of the Decoding Couples episode. And one of the questions is you. Like, tell me the five things that we need to be having conversations about all the time. One of the questions is, how are you doing? And we've been doing this every Sunday night. We always meet on Sunday nights. Colin and I, we have the conversation. This is now part of our conversation. We didn't have a very structured approach yeah, before, yeah. but now that's now part got of a it. checklist. <laughs> and one of the things that Colin brought up recently when I brought up, when he, I said, hey, what do you need? And he goes, I need to feel solid in our marriage. Like, I need us to feel solid. I'm like, no, that's not. That's not a you thing. That's an us thing. He's like, no, Abby, above all else, if we are solid yes, in our marriage. I just I said that. that to Drew. <sighs> I was like, we're I'm going through a couple of hard things privately. And I told him, I'm like, I really value this house being between the two of us because the boys are not going to be peaceful no matter what, mm, right, <laughs> like, right. what I do. <laughs> like our marriage being a safe, steady, peaceful, supportive place I value so high, especially when the outside world is like rocking a little bit. So I don't know. I feel like Colin and I are always like (laughs) right aligned. The marriage can be the rock. It's like the place you come back to. It's the safe spot. It's the comfortable spot. It's the spot where respect is is taken and it's received and it's given in all areas. And you just don't get that out of every part of the world. Like we're just not getting that, especially raising tiny humans. It just doesn't happen all the time. Right. When I think about another one of my friends, we just had this conversation last weekend and we were talking about keeping the spark alive and she had to laugh a little bit, but then kind of got a little bit embarrassed and she was, I don't know how to answer this, but we don't keep the spark alive, but we're both okay with that. I'm like, wait, 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 like go into this a little more detail. She goes, we have a true partnership, Abby. We've been together since we were 18 years old. Like they're nearing 40. We've been together since we were 18 years old and we have a true partnership. We have a friendship that's like in our soul. And we both are okay with that. Like we are both okay with that. We have conversations all the time, how it's not sexy all the time. It's not romantic all the time, but we both love that. And I'm like, wow, that's just so different than what I want out of my relationship with Colin right now. But then I think in the first three, six months postpartum, that's all that I want. Yeah. I don't want anything sexy. I don't want anything romantic. I want Colin pulling his weight. I want basic needs met. I want us to both be supportive in the ways that we can be supportive of the other person. And that's what's important. So I think even just in different seasons, it can look a little bit different. And I, I that that's going to be okay. That's going to be okay. Mm, that really is interesting for me. 
I what Abby said, I think is perfect. And one thing that we knew that we wanted to get across in this episode is that just like in motherhood, there are seasons to marriage. So not every season, at least for the couples that I know, Mm. isn't going to be a 10 out of 10. (laughs) Like you guys aren't going to be always having the best season of marriage and things are going to change. As Abby said, when I am postpartum, I truly am thinking about how do I get as much sleep as I can and how do I take care of this baby? Drew definitely falls down my list of priorities. And just like Abby, I'm looking for him. Like this is when I feel the most loved when he's making me coffee before he leaves for work, when he's taking the other two boys to daycare and really like dealing with the morning shuffle. Like when your partner is showing up for you in a way that you need so that you can heal, so that you can rest, that is so important. It does make you feel so, so loved. So, and then the season is going to change. And in a couple months, you might be ready to be in more of a passion filled Mm -hmm season but that's not going to be how it's always going to be no and the meeting of your own priorities like the priority of just letting him take a bottle feeding in the morning or bringing that coffee or making that sandwich like the simple things there they mean so much more than planning an extravagant weekend away like I'm, i don't want to do that when i'm three weeks postpartum like heck no <laughs> but can you make me coffee this morning and make sure i get fed yeah, thank you. Thank you. And thank when you're you. saying this out loud, it really goes back to when we were starting this episode and we were talking about it, we both landed on like communication is truly mm-hmm. the foundation of a partnership. And so what I think is important to point out is that your partner isn't always going to know what season that you're in. And you might be like, it's obvious, like I'm postpartum. But Colin and Drew, creatures of habit, they're like, They've been on the podcast before and they've said time and time again, just tell me, like, just act like I'm dumb and just tell me because one, when you were pregnant, all you wanted was your feet rubbed. So I think that that is like showing you love and now you're annoyed with it (laughs) because you're touched all day. So it's like, if you can learn how to kindly communicate to your partner, like, I know I was loving my feet rubbed so, so much, but now I feel like I just don't want to be touched. That's something where I just think that women need to get better at saying what they want in that season and also being able to receive it. Because I think a lot of us, I know when I was younger, I would just get so like, I don't know, defensive or like upset with Drew when like a need would shift or change. And like, that's what you love, you know, (laughs) or like you just kind of feel like criticized in a way when their need for how they accept or like to receive love changes but it's like you guys we're human Mm -hmm. we're always Mm going to be changing I think especially in the parenthood phase is where it gets really hard because things are changing so fast every day every hour could look different yeah and then um we just read Nedra's book set boundaries find peace and one of the things she says is staying quiet is going to piss you off and it's like, it's, if you are constantly in my mind, I don't like my feet being rubbed. I don't like my feet being rubbed. Just say it out loud. Just yeah. say it out loud. And you both will understand then. And then you can both go on yeah. <laughs> and get each other And I know <laughs> Vanessa Marin, the sex therapist that has been on two episodes, also says that's true for sex. Mm-hmm. It's like you could be postpartum and the things or the positions or the, the things that got you in the mood before might not work now. 
And so that's also an area where you, you might have to communicate. And I know people can have trouble with this one, but one of the take home points today is communicating these needs out loud to your partner, even if it's a hard conversation, like we have to have hard conversations in partnership to get our needs met and to feel loved. And I think that one of the cases we're trying to crack for you guys is that when you have kids, those things do evolve and they can evolve super quickly and change all the time. And so being able to communicate what's changing for you is a key. Yeah. And they might feel like little changes all at once, but if you get too far off the path and you go, you're going one way, you can't see my hands right now, but if you're going one way and your partner's going an entirely other way, that's where some of those big time marital disagreements come into play. This episode is brought to you by Rossi's. Rossi's is herself office approved because they have shoes that are comfortable from the start. I remember when I was a nurse It was the brand that all the pharmacists wore because they actually had to dress up for work. So I know that these shoes are comfortable even if you're on your feet all day long. They're comfortable as soon as you put them on. There is no break-in period. They're perfect for mommen because you can flip them on quick and be comfortable. I also want you guys to know that Rothy's are washable, durable, and flexible. They're made with repurposed plastic water bottles. So Rothy's really minimizes their impact on the planet while maximizing your comfort. You can check out their amazing shoes. They also have bags and masks available right now if you go to rothys.com backslash herself. That's Rothy's, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com backslash herself. Okay, another point that we wanted to make today was about honoring the needs for each other. So my whole thing is I think that one thing that happens during this season of life is that sometimes one partner has much more demand on them. And what that makes is an exhausted, frustrated, resentful partner. And that's why this phase can be so hard for partners to connect. So Abby and I really want to emphasize that you feeling like your needs are getting met is such a huge part of this equation. Because if you're not like feeling cared for as an individual, how can you care for a marriage or how can you care for a partnership? So from one of our favorites, Brene Brown, she said that marriage sometimes isn't going to look 50-50. Sometimes it's going to be 80-20. And that is marriage. Like if Abby's going through a tough stretch, if Drew's going through a tough stretch, being willing to pull more weight without resentment is so key because we're all going to go through times where we cannot give our 50%. Mm -hmm. My caveat to that that I shared in our Instagram story is that I just don't think it can be the same partner carrying 80% of the load for years. Right, right. And I think that that's what can happen in parenthood as we talk about so much is like the mom has so much of the load. This is well-researched. This yeah, isn't just yeah. like a Amy Amy's tangent soapbox. This is like there's actually great research to show how much more weight women pull than men. And so when we've had the guys on there, we've had these conversations about how we've really tried to even up the loads at home. 
I've spoken about this before. After Trey came, I was just very resentful towards Drew because my demand felt like it was through the roof. And I hadn't yet learned how to communicate that in like a healthy, proactive manner. I was healthy and proactive, very (laughs) reactive, like very, very reactive. And that did not go well for us. It was learning how to communicate and how to delegate and how to trust Drew with tasks and ask things of him. A lot of us have very willing partners. And I wish that we all didn't grow up in the society that taught us that women do more for the household, but we did. So now for me, I'd rather have these tough conversations with Drew, get more help, divide things more evenly so that we can have not only a true partnership, but I feel like I'm back. Like I feel like I'm able to care about our marriage and want to hang out with him and want to make love with him and want to do all the things that are important to us. But before, I just wanted to like yell at him. Well, <laughs> you like say you sassy thing. You wanted things to be even and it wasn't coming out nicely. It was coming out as like, hurry up, get your act together so I can feel like myself again. Yeah. Like the must be nice mm-hmm. to go to happy hour. Like that's, it feels good to say that in the moment, but over time, it just doesn't solve anything to be resentful. So Abby and I right now are both reading Fair Play by the author Eve Rodsky. And she had this quote in her book. She said, resentment grows over perceived unfairness. So my resentment was building because I felt like our home life was very unfair. I felt like I was shouldering so much more than Drew. So if you are in that season, the take-home point to this part of the episode is that you guys aren't on a playing field that's going to let you enjoy your partnership. If you're feeling like things are unfair and that's making you feel resentful, guess what? That's not going to make you want to plan a date night. That's not going to want to make you have sex. That's not going to want to make you even hang out. Like you might want to check out, have a glass of wine and watch Bravo instead of hang out with your partner that you don't get to connect with because you guys have this underlying tension. I've been there. Oh, yeah. I've been there recently. We've been there recently when one of us isn't getting our needs met. And you can tell so much just in like the types of activities that we choose to do together. It is staring at a television. It's not taking that date night. It's not planning that date night. It's not doing the things that actually have communication. It's the surface level stuff that doesn't get us anywhere. When it's a couple of days, it can feel like, okay, this is just a break. Like it's a lull. But if it's a couple of weeks that lead into a couple of months, that's when you know like something, you guys, the train is off the tracks. It needs to get back on. It needs to get back on. Yeah. And Abby and I were like, let's just, listeners, be honest with yourselves. Like, how would you rate your relationship right now? And, you know, if you're not feeling like it's in the place where you want it to be at, you're going to have to figure out how to grow from there. And another thing that we talked about is that we don't have the answers for you. Like, we can share the things that work for us, the things that don't work for us. We can talk about some of our friends in this episode and use their examples, but you're going to have to really reflect and think about what do I need and want? What am I not getting? What is making me feel resentful? Same with your partner. And and that's like the work of a long-term relationship is that you two have to figure that out. And then guess what? Six months down the road, figure it out again because things changed. And 
especially at this phase of our lives, like this is the challenge for couples that have young kids is that things are changing so fast and you can fall into patterns that are not healthy for the relationship. Yeah. I even think about it with the other areas like work or friendships, like all those different pieces can pull into this when Colin is extra stressed at work or if he's having a friend disagreement or if he's not getting his needs met in any other category of life that comes back into our marriage. That comes back into our marriage and it makes it harder for us because I am his safe place. Like I am that rock like you guys talked about at the beginning. But yeah. So it's hard on me. It's hard on him. It's hard on everybody in the conversation. That's what is the hardest is like when your partner, say they're like overextended at work or parenting is like it's a really tough phase of parenting. And then you feel like you are getting the worst of them. And we do it too. Like anyone in a long-term relationship, like if you're going through a tough season, sometimes it's your partner that gets the worst of you. And I really try to be very cognizant of that because I didn't sign up to give my worst, the worst part of me to Drew. So it's just this gentle awareness of like, okay, am I taking things out on my partner or do I feel resentful because he or she is not pulling the weight because there are so many different things that can be showing up for you. But to get to a better place, yeah, it's bringing things to the surface. It's coming up with a plan, the both of you. Having that conversation, guys, back to communication. I feel like all these conversations just come back to that communication. And you have to have that hard conversation in order to move forward. Okay, a quick break for our sponsor, which is Third Love. So you've heard us talk about Third Love before, but this brand really has a special place in my heart right now. Owen is turning one this month. And with that, we're thinking of when we'll end this exclusively pumping journey that we've been on for 12 months now. And what we love about Third Love is that they have awesome bras for every season of life. So right now, I'll be trading in a few of my nursing bras for some of the ones that are most popular on their website. And I love how if you're between sizes, which I definitely am, they're the only brand out there that has half cup sizes. And just so you know, most women are between sizes, folks. So take the fitting room quiz and figure out what style and what size will be best for you and your lifestyle. And if you go to thirdlove.com backslash herself, you can try any of their bras for 15% off. Again, that's thirdlove.com backslash herself. Okay, so we wanted to talk about a couple things that we can do, that our partners can do, that our friends can do, because we know that everyone's marriage is so different. So for me, one thing that I really love about Drew is that he is aligned on like growing in our marriage. We both read the Gottman Institute. Is it called Marriage Minute? Yep. Marriage Minute. It comes every Tuesday and Thursday to your email. You can sign up on their blog. We can link it for you guys. And they just have these really great reminders. They're short. They're snackable. But the fact that Drew reads them every Tuesday and Thursday, and sometimes we'll have conversations about them, or he'll just put it into play and he'll be like, I learned that from the comments. (laughs) Like that means a lot to me Mm -hmm. because I think as a woman, so many of us can feel like, I put more like research, more thought, more book reading into our marriage. And my husband just gets to like, I've talked about this before. Like, I feel like I'm the leader in this part of our marriage and Drew just like follows me. But him doing this really simple task that just takes five minutes a week, but then also implementing it, like truly makes me feel really, really cared for and loved. 
I really appreciate that about him. And like I said, it's not like he's reading marriage books. It's just like this short email. So I really love that. I was telling Abby, two of my friends that I look up to, I think they have a really great relationship. They also have two very charismatic, wild little boys, (laughs) energetic. And what they have found in the course of their relationship is that they feed their kids dinner, they hang out as a family, they put their kids to bed, and then a true value for them is they have their own dinner together. It's late, Mm -hmm. but it's together and they can just focus on each other. And that's like, they feel recentered and they do that every night. And that's just the habit they've created for themselves. Like that's not something that I would necessarily do because I can't eat that late. (laughs) But I love that they've found something where they feel like every night we are taking our ship and we're putting it into the harbor and our marriage is really important to us. So like that is our foundation And before we go to bed, we want that like reconnection. And think about that, like right before bed, being able to have that connection, not over TV, which that can be fine too. Like if you love watching movies together, that can be awesome as well. But having that conversation over food, you know that you're not going to have guacamole on your shirt. You you don't have to make chicken nuggets because someone's not going to like what you're eating. Yeah. They said they found that like the family meals felt so stressful to them. Yeah, They're like slow eaters. They love food. And so when the kids are like throwing food, we all know how it is with like taller, taller boys, taller kids. So they were like, let's just try something different because this is too stressful. And so they pivoted and found what works for them, which is like the entire point of our podcast. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to try this. Are you listening (laughs) right now? Let it be a surprise. Don't listen. Don't don't listen to this one super early in the week. But I like that idea because it is simple. It's something you can do literally tonight, you guys. You can do that tonight. So if your partner is somebody who enjoys food, enjoys that conversation, or if you are somebody who enjoys food, enjoys conversation. Like, yeah, for you and Colin, it's like if you, because Abby's kids go to bed earlier than mine. And so does this couple. (laughs) So Drew and I are out because we'd be having dinner at 9.30. But imagine, Abby, because Colin does like to cook. If you were like, Colin, I'll put the kids to bed. You make us salmon and salads and whatever, and then you put them to bed. You come back downstairs and you've got this beautiful meal for you. Like that would fill up both of your love languages because Colin doesn't always like to eat the oven pre-made lasagna. (laughs) But I'm really good at that. (laughs) Oh, I like that idea. We have other friends that, and we've had sex therapists, Vanessa Marin bring up like scheduling sex and we did that for a while after our postpartum we did that for a while after our early postpartum that's like what got us back in the saddle can I say that (laughs) and it worked for a little while but we also learned that that wasn't for us like long term it wasn't for us but we tried it like it's one of those things you can try and if it doesn't work for you completely then switch and pivot yeah and if it doesn't work for one of you but it's working for the other figure that out too like I, I have friends who in her mind, she schedules sex. She's like, I, I have sex on Wednesdays and Saturdays. My husband has no idea. No idea. <laughs> but like, she prepares really herself in the morning. She shaves. She wears the cute undies. Like all the things. She, she has it all planned out. To her husband, it's spontaneous and it's awesome. So it really, really works for both of them. That's so funny. I love that. <laughs> and just also thinking about like the things that are important to your partner might not be important to you. But it's also still important to give in a little bit. Like in marriage, there's going to be a little bit of... Give and take. Give and take. Like mm-hmm. it can't always be your needs or the only ones that are being met 100% of the time. It feels really good in those seasons. It feels really good when you know all your needs are being met. But when you can give in a little bit too, 
it feels really good. Like that yeah. feels awesome as well. My other friend, what she has found and said is that, so they also value date nights out of the house. They've got a lot of kids and same thing. They just feel like they're able to connect. But she was getting so frustrated. She's like, why do I always have to plan the babysitter? Why do I always have to plan the date? Why do I always have to scramble to get the kids fed before we leave? And so she was like, you know what, babe, you can do that. Like you can plan the babysitter, plan the food, and just let me get ready so that I can enjoy the whole experience. So if you're feeling like part of your like not wanting to do dates is like that you have this big burden of things that you have to go through for that to be able. I've had the same conversation with Drew. I'm like, baby, I always contact the babysitter. You contact the, the babysitter was his cousin. I'm like, you contact <laughs> you the freaking babysitter. So there's things like that where you're like, if getting in the car, you feel like irritated because you just did so much for the kids to be able to go on this date. Yeah. Take that as a symptom. Say like, okay, I know I feel irritated right now. Okay, it's because I scrambled to get three kids fed. Next time, could I say, can you feed the kids so that I can just come down and we can leave? I think that that's a really good idea too. It's removing barriers. It's removing barriers. And sometimes there's small barriers that your partner doesn't even care about. He's like, oh, sure, I'll, yeah. I'll call that phone number and say the exact same thing that you would say. Can you come at 6 p.m. on Thursday night? They're not difficult things. So just say it all out into the universe and sometimes they'll pick it up. Guys no also problem. have like different ways of doing things. I remember in Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufu, she said that her husband, she like, you know how you have your list of babysitters. So oh, most yeah. of us that have a couple kids, like you need the first, second, third, fourth babysitter. And so she would always text them one by one, but then she would have to wait for the first babysitter to respond before she would go to the next babysitter. Everything like this. She said her husband just group text everyone <laughs> and she was kind of horrified. She's like, that feels so weird. Like that feels so aggressive. But he was like, no, she was like, actually, it was cool because when someone piped in and said that they could do it, then everyone else probably felt like, oh, awesome. Like it's taken care of. No, no big mm -hmm, deal. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like there's these ways of doing things where your partner might have an idea that works faster than you. I'm thinking about that with Owen's birthday party, which was depending on when we air this just this last week. And here I'm thinking like, OK, we got to get the invites out. We got to do this. Got to get the food. And Colin's like, I got it. I got his birthday party. I'm like, what? He's like, I know this is really stressful for you. I know you want it to be fun. I got it. He's literally sent a text message to two grandparents and said, let everyone know. Give me the count. And he had everyone bring a dish. That's what he had to do. He's like, birthday party figured out. It took me seven minutes. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. The last time I planned a birthday party was this huge ordeal. So it can be really simple. And it's still, still is going to be great. Just a different way of doing it. So for Abby and I, we really, really value our marriages, our partnerships. They're a foundation for us. It's something that when we started this podcast, we're like, we want to have these tough conversations. We're not up on a pedestal saying mm -hmm. this is our marriages are exceptional and here's the keys. We're right along with you guys saying like we've tried it that way. It didn't work. Abby sharing like this past year with her exclusively pumping oh and her gosh, having yeah. so many appointments for Owen like that this has been a tough year of their marriage like we want to be right there with you guys with the support of our husbands who have been on here so many times and they are so supportive 
But conversations like the one we have today is like we have to point out that it is so costly to your partnership if you are exhausted, if you are not taking care of yourself, if you're responsible for too much of the stuff, like you feeling resentful or angry at your partner often is because you have unmet needs. And so this equation is two part. It's you might need your partner to help meet some of those needs so that you don't feel that resentment because then you guys can start to connect in a way where you're coming together and you're able to have a really good time. And it's going to feel better if both of you feel cared for, if there isn't one person that is always the one that's carrying so much more of the load. So this all is so intertwined. It's something we talked about before we started. We're like, it's all so intertwined. It's the communication. It's the resentment. It's the everything, but like we are passionate about figuring out how to work through this stuff so that we can stay foundations for our little people. 